From the Financial Times in London, I'm Elaine Moore and this is FT News. Latvia is reeling from US accusations that one of its biggest lenders has laundered money, including transactions related to North Korea. To make matters worse, the country's central bank governor, Ilmar Rimsevich, has recently been detained by anti-corruption police. With me to discuss the crisis are Claire Jones, our Frankfurt bureau chief, Martin Sambu, economics writer, and Neil Buckley, our East Europe editor. Let's start with you, Neil. Latvia is one of Europe's smaller countries, and its banking system doesn't usually make headlines. And yet we've had these two separate allegations that have occurred in a matter of days. Can you give us some background on the country and whether this is the first time that such accusations have been raised? Well, this has come as quite a shock in Latvia because it's the first time these kind of allegations of soliciting a bribe have been made against such a senior official. The central bank governor, Ilmas Rimsevich, has been head of the central bank here for 25 years, so he's a very well-known and senior figure. I should say he's been released from detention. He's also denied the charges. But this is not the first time we've had allegations raised against the banks here of money laundering. Latvia set itself up as a kind of bridge between Western Europe and the former Soviet Union. It's a former Soviet Republic. There's still a Russian population here, a significant Russian minority. Um, They speak Russian, and there are lots of ties dating back to the Soviet era. So Latvia tried to create a kind of financial bridge between the two halves of Europe, handled a lot of non-resident accounts, non-resident money for ex-Soviet citizens. A lot of that is legitimate, but some of it is not legitimate. And there have been a string of cases where Latvian banks have been shown to have been used for laundering money in various schemes over the last few years. So in that sense, this is not new. Although people had thought that Latvia was cleaning up its act and starting to act to counter this more vigorously in the last two or three years. And so this particular accusation relates to ABLV, which I think is the third largest lender. What has ABLV had to do? So I think it's had to suspend withdrawals and look for liquidity support. But what's the state of the bank at the moment? ABLV is still operating. It denies what the U.S. regulators have said. It says that it's still operating. It's not in any financial difficulties, but it has had restrictions imposed on it by the ECB. And of course, it is facing the possibility of being, in effect, cut off from the U.S. dollar banking system in the U.S., which could have serious implications for it if it isn't deemed to have taken action over what the U.S. is alleging. But at the moment, the bank says that it's operating normally and its financial situation is okay. And you're in Riga at the moment. What is the government saying about this? I know that Mr. Remsevich has denied the allegations, but has anyone come out in support for him? At the moment, the government is saying, as far as Mr. Rimsevich, it's really up to, I mean, he's not been charged yet, but it's up to the prosecutors to determine whether there should be charges and for the courts to make a judgment if there are charges. The political leadership here, the government and others, have tried to point the finger at Russia, suggesting that this is some kind of information attack on the country designed to smear its reputation. I should say there is actually another case, there's a third case, where a bank called Norvik Bank, whose owner is an Anglo-Russian citizen, has also made allegations against Mr. Rimshevich, suggesting that he tried to solicit bribes from them. He has denied that. But the fact that there is a Russian connection there has fueled some of these claims by the government. But I think a lot of people here, a lot of ordinary citizens, are very sceptical of whether 
Russia and information warfare has anything to do with this and are pointing to the fact that actually the first allegation against ABLV and a very serious one came from the US and not from Russia at all. Martin, Neil mentioned there that this allegation comes from the US. Given that Latvia has been a member of the EU since 2014, isn't it quite strange that this has come from the US rather than from regulators within Europe? Well, I would say we should treat it as shocking in Europe's disfavour, but not surprising. The fact is that the US has form of cracking down on wrongdoing, criminal wrongdoing, or alleged criminal wrongdoing in the banking system. We've seen how it's been US prosecutors who've charged many non-US banks with money laundering charges. There have been a number of cases over the last couple of years. And they're quite willing, in fact, to use access to their banking system and financial system as a foreign policy instrument. So there have been cases of money laundering linked to, for example, uh, Mexican organized crime. Since early this century, the U.S. Treasury has developed and refined financial sanctions against Iran and Iranian leaders as part of their foreign policy pressures towards that country. So there's a sort of willingness to use financial power and seeing that it actually has some effect in foreign policy and a realization that access to the U.S. financial market and dollar clearing and so on is really something virtually every bank in the world needs and will rather side with U.S. authorities than with wrongdoers elsewhere. So the U.S. has long said, in these matters, you're with us or against us. And the choice is often clear. That's why they have the power, they're willing to use it, and they have long form on this. Back in 1977, the U.S. passed its Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, which outlaws under U.S. law bribery in other countries. For decades after that, into the 2000s, European countries would allow foreign bribery as a legitimate business expense that you could write off your your tax base. So why is it, given this track record, why is it that the US is better at uncovering money laundering? Well, I think mostly they've been more willing to do it. So the question, of course, is why has the EU been less willing? And I think part of it is that the US has had these foreign policy interests that it's been willing to pursue in the banking and financial domain. But I think another issue is perhaps historical and cultural Europe is made up of small and mid-sized nation states with long banking histories and kind of long-standing commingled elites, if you like, between the political sphere and the banking sphere. Every country rather jealously thinks of their banks as their banks. And you've seen this in, you know, outside of these sorts of allegations, but just in terms of regulatory policy and the move towards banking union, just how jealously European national elites try to guard their prerogatives over their national banking systems. So it's always been seen a little bit as part of the states. It's good to be able to control your banks for either credit purposes or other policy purposes. So there's a very long culture of governance that, unfortunately, as one of the bad effects, has meant that in quite a few countries, one has been willing to tolerate things that perhaps shouldn't have been in the banking systems. And Claire, Latvia's central bank governor sits on the ECB rate setting council. What's the European Central Bank saying about this fall from grace that he seems to have had? So far, the European Central Bank has said very little on this. It's completely silent. The top six officials at the bank, including Mario Draghi, have held a meeting today. The governing council on which Mr. Rimsevich sits is holding a meeting in Frankfurt later tonight. However, it looks unlikely that this stage 
that they'll say something as soon as those meetings are over. It's something that the ECB's lawyers are looking at, but given that the investigation is still ongoing and the Latvian government must be presumed innocent at this stage, the central bank is preferring to keep its mouth shut for now. And so we're talking about these two separate strands that are happening in Latvia. On the one hand, you have the banking system, and on the other, you have the central bank governor. What can the EU do, if anything, on either side? I think something that is very interesting about this case is that in several important respects, the European central bank's hands are tied. Now, the European Central Bank has had a banking supervision ring, the single supervisory mechanism, since 2014. But money laundering lies beyond its ambit and there is not a common money laundering um, policing agency in Europe, despite repeated calls by the ECB's supervisor-in-chief, Danielle Noy, for the creation of one, not necessarily within the central bank, I hasten to add, but just an EU-wide effort to clamp down on money laundering. So in this instance, it fell slightly beyond the ECB's ambit, but it is quite embarrassing given that this is a bank that was directly supervised by the ECB. In terms of the issue of the governor, again, it's a matter that rests with national authorities, whether or not he's allowed to remain in his post at the central bank after the investigation concludes. The ECB and the European Parliament have no power to give a no confidence vote in a governor in a situation like this, which, as several people have said in recent days, is rather worrisome and makes you think a little bit about whether there are enough checks and balances in place should these sorts of incidents arise. And finally, Neil, how do you think Latvia's government and its banks are going to emerge from all of this? Are these allegations going to damage the country's standing? I think in the short term, they certainly will do damage to the country's image. I think the hope here is that the government and the authorities much more widely in the banks will take this as a wake-up call, to use that cliche, that much more vigorous action needs to be taken, not just in banking regulation, but also to shore up rule of law, law enforcement in the country. It's unclear, of course, whether that wake-up call, if you like, will be heeded, but there certainly is hope that it will provide an impetus. But I think Latvia may need help as well from the US, from the ECB, from others. This is a small country. There are a relatively small number of well-trained officials here with that kind of relevant experience. And so there may well be need for greater outside assistance and support as well as the pressure. Neil, Claire and Martin, thank you very much.